Welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with your co-host Haywood Evans and Eddie Rye. Uh, we're trying to hook up with uh, former state representative Jesse Weinberry. As you know, uh, uh, attorney Jesse Weinberry was one of the leaders in uh, the signature gathering campaign that went over a year and ended up re- uh, garnering, uh, that signature gathers ended up garnering uh, almost 400,000 uh, signatures of registered voters in Washington state. It was the most uh, signatures ever gathered for any initiative. And then we went on from there, and I'm saying we, because Hayward Evans and I were intricately involved, yeah. and I uh, had the state legislature pass a I-1000 into becoming a state law on April 28, uh, uh, 2019. And it was like the 11th hour, the legislature was about ready to expire, but they did pass that in the law, bringing affirmative action back to Washington State. Now we have a situation where we have uh, somewhat of a division in the House. And unfortunately, I'm hearing things from people that I've worked with for years, shoulder to shoulder for affirmative action. I'm hearing some of them sound just like Tim Iman and John Carlson uh, uttering the kind of words I heard from the Chinese immigrants opposing affirmative action. And their only objection was underqualified African-Americans. And it bothers me greatly that Nat Jackson is an African-American. He was the sponsor of the initiative. He is a black Republican. And the person leading the charge for the gather the signatures was Jesse Weinberry, who's also black. So I'm really beginning to wonder if some of the leaders on this Washington, whatever they call it, uh, I'm beginning to wonder if they're starting to mirror what John Carlson, Tim Iman and the Chinese immigrants uh, who were not citizens, but they had the right to participate in the democratic process. But it disturbs me greatly that we have some organizations whose leaders did not support I-1000, who did not testify on behalf of I-1000, but who, in fact, endorsed and funded anti-affirmative action Senator Mark Malosha, who did lose. And I'm equally troubled by people who represent the uh, uh, Democrats for Diversity and Inclusion, letting people know that their union was supporting her uh, in the run against Mark Malosha, when in fact her union endorsed Mark Malosha. So I'm beginning to wonder what role did this sister play in the whole scenario? Because if you tell the black community that your union has endorsed you, we take that. But when all of the public disclosure came out, the union did not endorse you. And the person, the other person in the race as a Democrat, uh, the, a former school board chair, did win and the anti-affirmative action candidate did lose. But it's disturbing to see now that the Washington State Labor Council, after not supporting the efforts of I-1000, want to be in charge now. And we have serious problems with that. And we will hear more about that on a Tuesday press conference because many of the black leaders and other supporters of equity and fairness and I-1000 will be gathering at a 10 o'clock a.m. press conference at the McKinney Center for Economic and Community Development, which used to be SVI. But we do have uh, former State Representative Attorney Jesse Weinberry on the line right now, and maybe he can fill some details in that I know, don't know about. Uh, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest, Jesse, with Haywood Evans and Eddie Wright. So tell us where I, uh, things Eddie, are right I, now. Edward, it's, uh, it's great to be back with you, and uh, welcome back, uh, Eddie, from uh, the nation's capital. Thank you. 
So why don't you bring, I give our listeners an update on where things are. Uh, you know, we've talked about different people being on different sides and some people who didn't support I-1000 uh, now want to be the leaders of the charge after the work has been done, after 400,000 signatures have been collected, after it's been passed this law, you didn't support it, now you want to be the leader. And you need to check with your rank and file who supports Donald Trump. Well, I, I have good news to report about I-1000. Uh, it, number one, a poll has uh, was done over the Labor Day weekend uh, that shows that uh, uh, roughly 80 percent of the people polled statewide are not only ready to vote on affirmative action, but ready to vote affirmative action back in. Uh, of course, that's by approving I-1000. They want affirmative action for women, for people of color, for African-Americans, Asian, Native Americans, Hispanic. Uh, it really is uh, equality for all, not, not just based on race, but also based on age, because age discrimination is, is rising and rampant. I-1000 shuts that down so that people who realize now that retirement and Social Security cannot pay the bills, and that they may have to go back to work or back to school can do so without the fear of being discriminated against because of their age. It covers the disabled. It expands affirmative action for military veterans. So this really is, I mean, I-1000 has uh, become uh, equality for all. And usually, uh, as they say, um, success uh, has a whole lot of mothers and fathers, and uh, failure is an orphan. And so I-1000, as a result of the successes that you've laid out, having garnered more signatures than of support in this state than any, one, any other topic in state history and gotten passed by the House and passed by the Senate, won all of the legal cases and legal battles against Tim Iman's attorneys, um, it's, it's, it's not surprising that uh, there's now a lot of uh, mothers and fathers of uh, this successful child. And we welcome them. Uh, this is a big tent movement, a statewide, affecting all 7 million people in Washington State. And so we want to encourage everyone to uh, come under the tent. Uh, but obviously we want the leadership that has uh, been successful for us to remain uh, the leaders. I don't think uh, any of the owners of the Boston Patriots are looking at replacing Tom Brady, and certainly the Seahawks are not looking to replace um, um, the first, well, Russell uh, Wilson, uh, <laughs> the, the, the most successful African-American quarterback in the history of the NFL, Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. on, on that note, Jesse, let me, uh, I'm going to digress just for our, our viewing, our listening audience. We're talking about since November 1998, over 20 years, nobody, but nobody uh, picked up that ball to try to run it, to bring back affirmative action, but you and that. Well, no, no we have to, I have to well, correct that. Sharon, Sharon Tomiko Santos introduced legislation year after year after year. And unfortunately, the last two times, a person that almost looked like us Amen. killed it yeah, from the 30th legislative district. You know, but on that note, because that's, that's important to take into consideration. It was brought to the legislature, yet they failed to act on it. Yet you took it through the process all the way to become an initiative that forced, people need to understand, Forced the state legislature to vote on it, and it went through unanimously. 
Yeah, were there expenses involved? There's always expenses involved when you when you hire people to gather the signatures. But my question is to you, maybe you might know, what happened to those folks who weren't down there testifying? Now they're trying to take the lead. Now what's going to happen in terms of those folks out there? Because it, it was on Como Radio. Hey, well, there might be an outstanding obligation. Anytime you run a campaign, there's an outstanding obligation. Why haven't they stepped up to the plate to, one, help retire that, Two, to acknowledge the people that, one, authored it. You're, you're talking about just gathering. Jesse, you were there to help author it or coordinated it being authored. And two, got it through. What are we going to do to bring these two parties together? And it was a bipartisan effort because Nat Jackson, is, the sponsor, is a, is a Republican. And uh, Jesse Weinberry is a Democrat. Uh, but they both, both happen to be black. They're trying to throw them <laughs> under the bus. That's absolutely ridiculous. Well, let me jump in here and say, uh, number one, uh, how did we how did we get it through the legislature? Uh, we it's the people who got it through the legislature. It, it wasn't just a couple of uh, you know a Democrat and a Republican. The people, whether they know it or not, by electing last November more people of color, more women than the legislature has ever seen in the history of our state. That was the biggest difference, because now you had a caucus of, of, of color in the House, and you had uh, legislators of color caucus in the Senate. And they locked up, uh, uh, but they obviously used the information and, to some extent, the strategies we gave them, because many of them are new legislators. But they had the moral courage to say, if we don't vote on I-1000, then you can't count on our votes for the budget. They basically locked up 16 votes in the House, another nine votes in the Senate. Those are essential votes. You can't pass a budget without the people of color and women who joined together as one coalition and said, either I-1000 is voted on or you don't get a budget. And Nothing will, I will take nothing away from that kind of courage to do that. Many of them just got into office. They could be risking their political careers. So that's the part of the backstory that a lot of people haven't heard. But to your point, and that is what, how now are people who are standing on the shoulders of courage like that, Amen. standing on the shoulders of 400,000 people, standing on the shoulders, quite frankly, of, uh, of the courage that the two of you, have exhibited throughout all these years, including this one, to make this possible, it it it, it again goes back to the, the the successful child. The successful child, which is I one thousand, is always going to have plenty of mothers and fathers. Uh, the failure is an orphan, uh, can't find a home, and so I one thousand. Everyone wants to be associated with it until. It's time to pay the bills. Mm -hmm. And just like some of the people will take, uh, you know, we'll go to dinner or, or to lunch together or to dinner together. And then when the bill comes, all of a sudden, everybody has to go to the bathroom. Well, now it's the same way. If you really love I-1000 and if you really believe I-1000, then you should be willing to pay some of the costs of the freedom that everyone is going to enjoy. And so we're going to be having some meetings, and we're going to we're going to show the public exactly 
how we've done this. And, you know, there's been some a lot of accusations thrown at I-1000 that the signature gathers have not been paid. Well, that's not true. Signature gathers all over the state have been fully paid and compensated. But we were uh, we learned in May that one of the companies we were paying was actually had been found guilty in a court of law and had been ruled by a judge to have engaged in illegal kickbacks to Tim Iman. And so, yes, we you, made you would a really very think, You would think that that would ha- be enough reason for people to step up to the plate. You would really think that they would do that. But like I'm saying, it would be different, completely different if the signatures wasn't gathered, if the law wasn't passed, because we're going to have to go, Jesse, but uh, we look forward to – uh, having you appear Absolutely. at hey, that's going to be at ten o'clock on 10 o'clock, Tuesday morning Tuesday, at the at McKinney, McKinney, McKinney Center for Community Economic Development, yeah. formerly SVI. Okay, thanks, Jesse Weinberry. Thank you. Thank you, you thank for you. your work. Thank you. For no, you. thank you. Okay. Our next guest is uh, the president of Tabor One Hundred, uh, Miss Ali Garrett, and uh, Tabor has a big event coming up uh, on the twenty eighth at the Waterfront Marriott, where they will be celebrating their 20th annual gala. So uh, why don't you share with our listeners, with Hayward Evans and I, as well as with our listeners, Miss Ali Garrett, about what's going to be going on. Thank you. Uh, Tabor 100 is proud to have its 20th year anniversary celebration on Saturday, September the 28th from 6 to 10 p.m. We will be, our keynote speaker is going to be uh, Roland Martin, and we are really happy to bring him here to be our keynote speaker. The MC is going to be Joyce Taylor from King 5 TV, and we will be giving out at least about 10 Crystal Eagle Awardees. Our Lifetime Achievement Award is going to attorney Lim Howell. And can you say, uh, share with uh, share with the listening audience the criteria to receive, uh, to receive those uh, Eagle Awards, the gold, uh, Crystal Eagle Awards? Well, Tabor uh, Missions Tabor One Hundred is a, is an association of entrepreneurs and business advocates who are committed to economic power, educational excellence, social equity for African Americans in the community at large. And what we do each year is send out an email to our board and to our members to say, looking at our mission statement and the things that Tabor has been supporting and working on and is committed to, share with us under these various categories, whether it's leadership outreach, whether it's excellent in public services, whether it's educational excellence, social equity, whether it's uh, excellent in diversity inclusion, uh, agency excellent in inclusion, what particular agency or anyone that you think have gone and done something above and beyond that uh, pertains to our mission statement and to nominate who you think should be eligible for a Crystal Eagle Award. And we go from there on making this selection. And we each year we also give what's called the Tabor Legacy Hall of Fame Award, and that's to uh, members that has been with the organization pretty much from the beginning. And now, now you have ten people. Can you go through the people? And then also, I heard there's some surprise awards, surprise awards coming out. Can, can you yes. just share every with our year we listening? every year we give uh, surprise uh, 
uh, a surprise award to someone who don't know that they are a recipient of the award that falls into the category of what I just described. Yeah. And we started that probably about, I would say, I think we are probably on our third one now. So the person sitting there, and this year is going to be two, but the, they don't know that they are getting an award. And we call this year the surprise award is going to be called the Vanguard Award. Ah. So we have two recipients of the Vanguard Award this year. And last year's surprise award went to uh, Earl Keys. And it was really interesting because we had to do everything to keep him there at the gala. <laughs> because he was actually taking ill and was ready to leave and didn't know he was going to receive an award. But we started that back in 2016. Uh, I think that's absolutely fantastic. Now, the, for, just for our listening audience, that Vanguard Award, can you tell, can you give us a hint? No. It's ah! a surprise. We have to show up it's at the surprise. Waterfront area. And what time does that start, Ollie? What time does that start on, on the 28th? It says the, Saturday evening on the press release. The reception starts at 5.30. The dinner and program starts at 7 p.m. Okay. And we plan to highlight, like, Tabor, it's been around, started in 1999. So we intend to highlight uh, the last 20 years of what Tabor has done, how it has grown. Uh, We are going to acknowledge all of the Crystal Eagle awardees over the years. Like yourself, Eddie, you got an award in 2009. Thank you. Uh, So our goal is to showcase 20 years of advocacy work, what we've done, and then to announce going into the next 20 years what we are going to do and intend to accomplish. We've given out over 108 Crystal Eagle Awards Mm -hmm. in 20 years. It's going to take all night to, inter- to introduce all those people. Out there. We're not going to introduce them. Trust me. We're not going to call them by name. Tell them to say stand do. up and sit down. Well, right. That's the most expeditious way have, to do it. Right. And we have pictures of the – each year we take a, a picture of the entire group. So we have the pictures over the years for the entire group. Oh, great. Okay. Yeah. All right. So once again, now what now? I, I, now I want to let you know that Roland Martin and I are real good friends. And uh, Roland was a, one of the mentors for Angela, Angela Rye. Okay. And he, when he had a TV program on Comcast, he was a regular guest on there. And he also was really a, a great mentor for her, about to, especially on the no back down, but have your facts straight first. So it'll be okay. a pleasure to hear him. And well, it was, it let, was let him know a pleasure. Let him know he if, can't if, be too, he got to leave out, he can't use all the terminology he usually uses now. <laughs> well, it would be probably an honor for him if Angela is sitting there at the table with you, Eddie. No, Angela won't be in town. Okay. No, she won't be here. She, she'll be doing something else. So, But I just wanted to mention that Roland and I are, are real good friends, and I really appreciate all of the work he did with Aunt, with Angela uh, to make her the, uh, the person that sharpened her skills. Now, Ollie, now, uh, now you're going to have a, a, a silent and, and a, a live auction. Who's Correct. The, one, who's the auctioneer, and then two, can you just name some of the uh, uh, some of the items that are being put up for auction? Okay, I don't know if for sure they've picked who's going to be doing the live auction, but we're going to have Seahawk tickets. We're going to have Alaska Airlines round trip tickets. I know that there's uh, uh, African safari. 
that we're going to have part of the live auction. And I don't have the other stuff with in front of me. Okay. We're going to have two tours of Facebook location that includes lunch for five people each tour. We're going to have a sign. Uh, it's not a football this year. I think it's going to be a sign helmet this year, autograph helmet from Chris Carson with the Seahawks. Uh, and I know I'm missing some things because I didn't know you were going to ask me no, that but question. No, no, that's, that's, that sounds great. But what's, what's the Desert Dash? There's going to be a Desert Dash. Dessert. Dessert, Dessert Dash. Dessert Dash is where we're going to have a table set up in the back. It's going to be full of cakes from uh, local uh, bakeries. And you get your, each table get to bid. So the highest bidder gets to run first the dash back there to pick which cake they want. And then it goes in order across uh, according to the bid of calling out the table numbers. And what happens is people take off running to get back there to get the cake that they've been looking at all night that they want at their table. Okay, Ollie, well, we're out of time. But uh, uh, once again, if people want more information, they can call Henry Yates. They can call Henry Yates or they can go on Tabor100.org and click on the Gala website. And, and you're giving away scholarships, too. Yes, we're giving away scholarships this year. Okay, Ali. Well, thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you on the 28th, and we'll have someone else. I'm going to try to have Roland on on next Thursday. Uh, that was already suggested that that <laughs> should take place. All right, now. Okay, then. All right. Okay. Okay, okay thank you very much, Ali. Appreciate it. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Okay, Hayward, our next guest is John Bershey with the uh, Seattle King County Martin Luther King Jr. Organizing Coalition, and he co-chairs, along with Christina Van Middlesworth, the Opportunity Fair, and you and him put up all the tables every Friday before the Monday King holiday. So, John, how you doing? I'm very well. How are yourself? Okay, okay. <clears throat> well, we had our first meeting on Tuesday, and uh, Hayward said he was really pleased with the way— Very uh, the, well with the way we conducted our business. <clears throat> so why don't you uh, put the word out, first of all, let people, we know you're famous, Hayward and I knows that, but let people know <laughs> what you do for the city of Seattle and stuff like that about, about a, a minute or so about your background, and then let's talk about how we can get the, about the uh, upcoming Opportunity Fair. Yeah, let's do it. I work at the city of Seattle in the contracting and purchasing division as their job and training advisor. And so I spend most of my days um, individually and working with partners to build a broad coalition so that we're outreaching um, and training and supporting people of color and women and anybody who lives locally here in our area, Seattle and King County, to support them in getting into the building trades and then making sure that they have the support they need once they get there to stay in there and build a career that has benefits and a pension attached to it. So uh, that's what we do here at the city. And for the last three years, uh, well, actually four or five years now, um, been working with the two of you to um, really help your dream come true and that is provide economic opportunity, access to real jobs, training, and careers on the very day that we're celebrating Dr. King's legacy. John, let me just stop you right there because some people might be looking to need a job right now, some That's training, right. and you're in a position uh, to have them call you right now. Is there someone you can recommend 
that they call they need, want to get into a training program or get some kind of form of employment? Yeah, you know, thanks for thanks for just injecting that in there because my number is 206-512-9737. Um, I'm ready all day, every day during work hours to take calls from people who have themselves or you got a family member who's 18 years or older and you need a career. Um, yes, I'm the guy that will help you get into a career in the, in the building trades for sure. Well, you know that the way you take care of business on Opportunity Fair. Absolutely. Now, uh, why don't you just share with our listeners a little bit about uh, this event is what, since you guys moved into the morning, it's been a lot more successful as opposed to later in the afternoon. But mm-hmm. just share with our listeners exactly what happens that day, who shows up, and we had a real good report on Tuesday night at our meeting. Yeah, you got it. We are, you've been to a traditional career fair. We're not unlike that where we'll have 40-some employers and trainers um, and public agencies that will have a table there. And um, we want folks to register ahead of time so we can help them connect to the right employers. We require all those employers and trainers and agencies to be actively hiring or taking people into their training programs. That's a requirement for them to be involved. So... Anybody, if you want to put your suit and tie on and bring your resume and make those kind of connections, or you want to put your your boot and belt on and show up, um, we promise you that we will have 40-plus people who can connect you to some employment um, in the short term or the long term. We uh, make sure that we have folks there that are hiring people for day jobs that you need right now. And... Uh, also agencies and organizations that will help you get the training and build a long-term career. John if, I heard um, it, John, if I heard it correctly, even for those folks who don't have resumes, bless their heart, I guess if they register early, they might be able to get assistance in developing one before the event. Is that correct? The, you do definitely do uh, better off by registering ahead of time so we can help you and communicate with us if you need. Um but even if you don't register ahead of time, you can show up that morning. We have a resume room, um, and we have 10 to 20 professionals in there who will give you one-on-one support, either building a resume from scratch if you don't have one or helping you fine-tune your resume for one of those employers who's actually there that day. Um, and any kind of other professional advice or professional photos that you need to take, um, we'll have a resume professional room to offer you all those services. That sounds like it. We might have Fly Ride Productions. Uh, Keith is going to, <laughs> uh, we just had Ollie Garrett on from Tabor 100, and Keith Williams from Fly Ride Productions is an honoree this year, along with Lim Howell and a number of I other saw people. saw that. Yeah, so I think that's great. He's been doing an outstanding job for years. So, now, now John, is, uh, give us the website address again for people that might be interested in pursuing some uh, pre apprenticeship training, other kind of training that's being offered through your office. Uh, you know, the quickest way to come to, to me when, if you're going online is seattle.gov. That's the easiest way to say. And if you went to seattle.gov and typed in priority hire, you get to me. Okay. Now, uh, the other folks on the committee, you, we got who we got? Sharika Johnson, Belita Batiste. Uh, mm-hmm. I mentioned Christina Van Middlesworth. Uh, Leanne Bannerman, uh, yeah. she. She's a, she's a volunteer extraordinaire coordinator. Yes, I have to give her, her credits, too. So And then you have other people that work for the city that's also working with you as well, right? Uh, we do. 
Um, I'm the only one from my particular team that's on that team as well. But let's not forget the young Abiel Waldu, who's that's one of the leaders. Our website this, guy. Uh, this fair, and now he's taken on the website um, for the Seattle MLK, and uh, and he's just uh, a great addition to this whole team. Well, you know, that's one thing about it. The, the committee has all women leadership. Uh, Shadé Moore is a ch- yep. the chair. K.L. Shannon, the vice chair. Gene Buskin. Steady Jean is the secretary, and Tana Yasu is a treasurer. So, uh, John, thanks so much for your time today, and hope people give people that number one more time that need a job or some training right now. 206-512-9737. All right, John Bershey. Ask for John Excellent. Bershey when you Excellent call. Excellent job, John. Thank we'll you. We'll be in touch, and we'll see you at the next Thank meeting you. of Excellent Not Before. Thank, Thank you. Thank you both. Looking forward to it. All right, now. Okay, we're going to take a quick break and come back with our next guest after this. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. At the Port of Seattle, diversity is the source of possibility and strength. And we honor our diverse community by expanding opportunities for all people to share in our region's economic prosperity. From the seaport to the airport, we're working to support small businesses, including those owned by women and minorities, and to create quality jobs with lifelong career paths. The Port of Seattle continues to be your port of opportunity. Alternative Talk 1150, local talk for the body, mind, and soul. All right, Eric spinning the blues for you, Bobby Blue Bland. Our next guest is uh, Jamie Elmore, founder of the Alopecia Support Group, and also Yasmi, who is from London, and she's on the line with Jamie Elmore. And I'll have Jamie talk about the upcoming event that's going to be on Wednesday the 25th. And I gave Hayward my information so I can't introduce it properly. But, Jamie, why don't you go ahead and share with us about this documentary premiere that's going to be happening September 25th, 2019 at 6 p.m. Is it the Metropolis? Yes, sir. 2931 First Avenue South, Seattle, Washington, 98134. So uh, you have uh, put together this documentary you've been working on for a while. So why don't you share with our listeners exactly? Share with our listeners how you put it together, what motivated you to put it together, and then we'll talk where you can introduce your guests after that. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Rye, for having me on your show. I thank you for your support and all that you do for the Alopecia Support Group um, organization. Like you said, we will be having our documentary release coming up September 25th, and it's titled Harmony Alopecia Stories. And I came up with this idea because I wanted an opportunity to provide another platform for people to heal, for people to share their stories. And for your listeners who are not familiar with alopecia, alopecia is an autoimmune disease. It's where your immune system attacks your hair follicle and causes your hair to fall out. 6.8 million people in the U.S., 147 million people worldwide. And so with this documentary, you will hear the stories from various people, from children, 
men, women, black, white. I was very strategic in the way that I wanted to tell the stories. And so we've been work, working on this for a year. Um, we've been putting in so much work. I have an, an, an amazing, amazing team. And this is just going to give us an opportunity, like I said, to share our stories and to hear what it's like to live with alopecia. And we also have the opportunity to have a docu-series as well. And so that's kind of my story. And, yes, I have my um, awesome support group member all the way from London, London, here with me here in Seattle, Washington. She just arrived um, about a week ago, and we've been spending um, the last couple of days together. And she's on the line with me. Jamie, before we go to her... Before we go okay. to her, could, could you just uh, talk about how wide your network is in terms of uh, your your support, alopecia support group work? Because I know a young lady flew up here. It was thanks God to Louis Rudd and Faith from Ezels brought the young lady and her mother up here because she was in really had suicidal tendencies until she hooked up with you. So could you just share a couple of those stories with our listeners? I sure can. Thank you. Yes, we had a young lady reach out to us um, last August of 2018. She found found me um, through Google. Um, she Googled um, Alopecia Support Group. Our website popped up. She sent us an email. Um, she told me that she was having some challenges with her alopecia. She was doing self-harm. And what self-harm is is she was basically cutting herself. And so I told her I needed to speak with her mom. We started talking. I started coaching her and her mother giving her, you know, exercises to do, affirmations, and just giving her the support that she needed because I was the first person that this young lady had ever come in contact with and who had ever, she had ever, she never seen anybody else with alopecia outside of me. We did a video chat. Um, I started helping her, and one particular day I called her to check on her, and that day was the day that she tried to take her life. Mm. And um, based upon that conversation, I talked to her mother, called Lewis and told him what was going on, Mr. Rudd, the owner of Ezell's Fried Chicken, and he told me that he said, Jamie, what can I do to help you? So they wrote a check. They flew the young lady here to Seattle, her and her mother. We donated a wig. We had her eyebrows tattooed. We spent five days with them, loving on them, building her up, and now she has just recently graduated from high school, June of 2019. She's doing wonderful, and yeah, so okay, I'm just let's totally go to, yeah, honored yeah. to Let's go to your guest okay. now. Before we don't run out of time. That was an excellent story. I wanted people, my listening audience to hear that. Oh, okay, awesome. So I have Yasmi on the line, and she's one of our members from, from London. So, Yasmi, can you come on the line and just tell us how old you were when, when you, you were, were diagnosed with alopecia? Hi. Well, first of all, I want to thank Jamie and Mr. Rye for giving me the, the opportunity to be on the show. So when I was diagnosed with alopecia, I was 18, that was almost 12 years ago, and, yeah, it's been quite challenging. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm so happy I came across with um, Jamie as well on, on the Internet, saying that the story she was telling, I also phoned her on on Internet, on Facebook. I was, again, looking for support, and I came across a Lupicia support group, and that's how I met Jamie all the way from London. I'm from Spain, coming from London. That's how I met her and finally met her in person. Awesome. So, Yasmi, how, how important is it for somebody to be connected with the support group since you've been dealing with it for so long? Um, has our support group helped you in any kind of way? Well, for me, it was 
vital. Like it was really important to meet people with the same condition than me, older women with the same condition, because I always thought, first of all, when I was diagnosed, I thought I was the only person ever having alopecia, and I felt really isolated because, yeah, you can tell people how it feels, but like no, knowing other people with the same condition, going through the same challenges every day, it was so inspiring because um, obviously I always struggle with self-esteem since I was diagnosed, and like seeing other women out there, rocking the bald head, and doing the the best on the with the alopecia journey, it really inspired me to be more confident about myself and not don't let alopecia bother me that much. Okay. It, it was really important. It was really important to have that connection with other women like me. We well, asked really, me like be on my self esteem. Well, thank you for your story, awesome. Jamie. Before Mr. we Ryan, go, do why don't you questions? give uh, give our, our listening audience uh, information on the Wednesday event? Okay, awesome. The event will be this Wednesday, September the 25th at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Metropolis. They can go to our website at alopeciasupportgroup.org. They can purchase a ticket. If they cannot attend, we do accept donations. We are a nonprofit organization, and we will be excited and honored to get any type of support that we can have. Again, this Wednesday, September 25th at 6 o'clock p.m. at the Metropolis. Now, did you ask me that you fly in from London for this event? I'm sadly going to miss the event because I found out really about it quite late. But, um, yeah, I wish I could attend, but I'm flying back to London on Sunday, so sadly I'm going to miss it. But, yeah, I'm really happy to have the chance to meet Jamie in Seattle because she's really inspiring. Well, she can go ahead and send you a copy of of the the, the video then. Yeah. And then you can go ahead and have it aired in London, Jamie. Yes, we're working on those details right now, Mr. Rye. Okay, then. Well, I want to thank Yasmi and Jamie Elmore, as always, for all the good work you guys are doing. So I will be seeing you soon, Jamie. Thank you so thank much you for giving us the opportunity. All right. Okay. Uh, our next guest is Carmel Bias. She is Carmel, is hosting and the founder of the Women's Expo Group, and they have an event coming up on Wednesday as well at the 2100 building on 24th Avenue South. <clears throat> Carmel, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with a co-host Hayward Evans and Eddie Rye. Uh, why oh. don't you share, as you promised, you said you had seven minutes worth of information you want to yes. dispense to the people. <laughs> so, so I want to make, I want you to let folks know a little bit about the organization Women's in Business Expo Group. Sure. So the Women in Business Expo Group, um, our mission is to provide support and empower business-minded women um, by providing resources that develop leadership skills, and enhance healthy personal and professional growth. Um, So we're all about supporting the small business owner, creating economic development in our community, and and connecting one another together, because we know that's how you build community. So So, now you guys, this is a monthly event that you guys have this every month? Yes. Coming up September 25th, we are going to have an amazing event. Um, This is our monthly empowerment session, but I have a guest speaker coming who is awesome. She is an inspirational, motivational speaker. And in the month of September, we celebrate women's health. So um, our our topic this month is being a healthy business owner. So we have uh, Patricia J. Shadell, who's going to come out and talk to women um, about mental and emotional health. So we're going to really focus on those things um, for women and, and shine some light on some of the issues it is that women are having out there um, to hopefully be able to support and, and provide some resources for them to, 
to uh, you know live a, a healthier life. That's what we want to do. <laughs> yeah, that's very so. Give our folks uh, information where they can get more information or RSVP for the event on Wednesday. Yes, they can RSVP on Eventbrite dot com. Uh, simply just go to Eventbrite. The tickets are fifteen dollars. Um, the event starts at 6.15 p.m., and we will have uh, Jackie Sue's Catering Services going to provide um, appetizers and refreshments that night, so you don't have to worry about, you know, going home to cook dinner or anything like that. You just come on out. We're going to have a great time. Uh, you know, it'll be a time for us to discuss and, and just connect with other women and be able to provide those resources um, that women need out there. So definitely want to invite everyone to, to come on out, and like I said, they can check it out on Eventbrite um, for all the details and information. Now, is there also a website as well with some of the past history? Yes, they can go um, and take a look at our Facebook page, um, which is Women in Business Expo Group. This is where I post um, all the upcoming events um, and what we have going on. And then there's some photos there and videos and everything about information and other resources um, that are out there, too, for the community. So definitely take a look at the the Facebook page, uh, Women in Business Expo Group. That, that's a great resource for, for women um, to be able to connect and, and, and just get to, uh, like I said, connect with one another. Awesome. Now, now for, the, for the listening audience, can you share with them, because this is an opportunity to network also, is that correct? Yes, this is a great opportunity to network for small business owners um, or just women that may be looking for employment. You know, we, we have a lot of small business owners that, you know, that have open positions. So I invite all women to come on out, you know, enjoy, network, you know, let people know about what you're doing, who you are. It, this is a, a great opportunity. So, uh, yeah, I want to invite everyone to come on out, like I said, um, for this this upcoming event, September 25th. Um, this will be a, a great event, you know. But I want to share with your listening audience, too, Mr. Ride, that Women in Business Expo Group, we've been around for four and a half years now, and I've got a great event coming up, too, October 23rd that I'm doing um, where I will be creating a strategic agreement with the SBA. Um, so we'll be throwing a party, too. So look for us. Okay. <laughs> Again. Well, we'll definitely, we'll definitely talk about that uh, when yeah. we get a week or two in before that because that's real significant access to capital. We all, yeah. Anybody that's yeah. ever been in business knows how important that is. So, Carmel, I want to thank you very much for the work you're doing and make all sure right. you get back with us. Uh, we want to spend more time with the SBA Matter of yeah. fact, it'd be good to have an SBA official on the line with you so that, you know, Absolutely. we can hear exactly what their commitment is going to be. So yeah, thank you very yeah. much and uh, very, very much success to you on Wednesday. Thank you so much for the opportunity, Mr. Rye. I look forward to speaking with your listening audience soon. Now, now are men invited also? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Amen. Okay. <laughs> Leave us out. Yes, yes. So the men, I'm going to give you all a shout out to just come on out. Um, again, check us out on Eventbrite. You know, this is not just for women. This is about health and leading a healthy lifestyle. So the men can come on out and enjoy, too, um, with us on, on Wednesday, September 25th, for sure. All right. Now, thank you very much, Carmel Bass. We yes. appreciate founder of the Women's uh, Business Expo Group, and they're doing some great things. So thank you very much. Sure. Thank you, Mr. Rice, so much. Okay. Got a few shout-outs. First of all, Urban Forum Northwest is brought to you by the Port of Seattle's Office of Social Responsibility. Uh, Sound Transfer Small Business Development and Labor Compliance Office, the City of Sales Purchase and Construction Services Office, Concourse Concessions, SeaTac Bar Group LLC, and Soul System Media. And Stephanie Ogle maintains our website. Uh, every Thursday night, Rumba Notes Lounge is uh, having uh, live music and entertainment. Latanya and Michelle will be well ready to welcome you. And I want to congratulate uh, Pastor Claudel Warren, who will celebrate his 52nd pastoral mm-hmm. anniversary. 
And on a sad note, I see my longtime friend, uh, Tom, Thomas Gibson, known as Gip, uh, has passed away, and his service will be uh, on uh, Friday at uh, 11 o'clock a.m. at uh, uh, Southwest Mortuary. And then uh, new beginnings have been hit kind of hard. Uh, my mother's, cla- uh, one of her classmates uh, at Central Colored High in Shreveport, Miss Lily Collins, was funeralized uh, on uh, September 14th at New Beginnings. And then I see Deacon John Paragood, uh, another homeboy from Louisiana. Uh, his service will be, uh, uh, was, it was held today at 11 o'clock a.m. at New Beginnings Christian Fellowship. And then Deacon Jack Garrett from Mount Zion will be uh, funeralized on Friday as well uh, at 11 o'clock a.m. at Mount Zion Baptist Church. So uh, Hayward, in terms of uh, the events coming up, uh, there's going to be a definite press conference, and we'll talk about that. Uh, We have a break, right, Aaron? Okay, we're going to take a break and come back with Pastor Joe Carter after this. Diversity is the source of possibility and strength. And we honor our diverse community by expanding opportunities for all people to share in our region's economic prosperity. From the seaport to the airport, we're working to support small businesses, including those owned by women and minorities, and to create quality jobs with lifelong career paths. The Port of Seattle continues to be your port of opportunity. Step up your commute and ride light. Sound Transit's new Capitol Hill and University of Washington Link Light Rail stations are now open. Get around town faster and more reliably than ever. Ride now from the University of Washington to Capitol Hill in just four minutes or continue on to Westlake Station in just eight minutes. Find lots of helpful information on how to ride, how to get an ORCA card, and more at ulink2016.org. Link Light Rail. More stations, more places. Alternative Talk 1150, talk radio for the body, mind, and soul. All right, we're back with our next guest is uh, Pastor Joe Carter, who's been sharing uh, the Francis B. North Legacy Initiative. Uh, We've been meeting for, I guess, over a year now, uh, leading up to a special event that's going to be happening uh, on the 29th of this month, which will be her 100th birthday. So, Pastor Joe, welcome to Urban Forum Northwest with Eddie Ryan Hayward Evans. So why don't you uh, give our listeners like a quick overview of the uh, Legacy Project and, mis- and mention uh, some of the accomplishments of uh, Ms. Francis B. North. Okay, well, God bless you. Thank you again, my brothers, for having me on uh, this afternoon. Uh, the committee started uh, in June of 2017, and uh, I believe, Brother Ryan, you were uh, one of the four, uh, along with Marley Matter, uh, Bill North and myself, and we started meeting out in West Seattle uh, at Indolent Joe's, and we were just talking about Mrs. North. We were talking about her being a pioneer, just brainstorming, and her being the first black woman homeowner uh, in the Madison Valley. Uh, we know her as the queen of style. She loved to dress. She loved fashion uh, for many, many years, uh, loved hats and outfits. And one of the things we talked about, that she was uh, an icon. She was the first black salesperson on the floor of Nordstrom. And you probably know this, uh, Brother Eddie and uh, Haywood, that she was a revolutionist. She, yeah, she uh, worked for the community. She was an advocate, unified businesses, the business sector, 
Mr. Dees. <laughs> Mr. Dees <laughs> Minshop. Yeah, and, and some of those things, uh, uh, there's so many things that we had transitioning during that time. But Mr. North was involved. He was involved in desegregating the school, you know. But uh, me being uh, a spiritual man right now in my life, I've known her, and she was heavily involved in the women's ministry up at Mount Zion. Yes, she was. Church. And uh, along with uh, Miss Mabel Rye. You know, Mother Rise, you know, Miss North was a loving mother. Uh, she had five children, you know, uh, many of the Plus some of us. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Woodson and Sandra and Richard, we call him Butch. He was a state basketball champion with that uh, state team back in uh, 19, I believe, 63. Uh, and, and Bill North, Major League Baseball player, two-time world champions with open A instead of world champions, world series. And uh, she's a grandmother and great grandmother and great, great grandmother. She's got a host of uh, many, many people in her family. But like you said, Eddie, uh, I like that. She was Mama North. Uh, she was the mother to you and Tony Orange and uh, Larry Gossett and Ron Harvin. Just not to offend anybody, I'm just stuck there because I could go on and on and on. Now we hear you. And back there in the days that we were growing up in the Seattle area, everybody had a, a, a second mother. Had a, you know, I shouldn't say everybody, but a lot of uh, brothers and sisters did because your house, the hospitality was such in the central area where you could just go next door and fellowship with a family. And when it came to discipline, you had to listen. You had to listen to mm-hmm. that other person. But uh, Mr. North loved the community, and uh, she attended uh, most rallies. Like I mm-hmm. said, she was a civil rights advocate, and uh, uh, she loved people of all ages. And she could relate to the young, and she could relate to the middle age, and she could relate to to uh, actually she uh, was a person that could relate cross culturally. You know, her and Kay Bullock were really good friends. Yeah, and, as a uh, matter of fact, uh, com- uh, the committee had an event at Kay Bullock. Let's take, we got about a, uh, two minutes, so why don't we go with that and use that time to lead into, uh, I want to mention Laura Winston, too, because she's doing mm-hmm. an outstanding job as a PR person. I did get the press release, and we will have someone else on again next week. But we have an event coming up on uh, the 29th at the Northwest African American Museum and fill in the details. Absolutely. So that event uh, will be uh, September 29th, as you said, from 3 to 6. We have a social from 3 to 4, and from 4 to 6, we'll have the dinner. Dusty Baker will be uh, Hayward and Eddie, uh, the MC. And uh, we're also going to have Angela Rye. We're going to feature her on a video, and she's going to talk into the life of, of, of mothers. Uh, grandmother, uh, her grandmother and Mrs. North were really good friends. And uh, we're going to have uh, dinner, we're going to have uh, Seahawks there, we're going to have uh, the Mariners there, uh, we're going to have um, the uh, Michael Tariola is going to sponsor the event. Uh, but we're going to have a nice social uh, hour, uh, get to mingling, stirring up, and just get reacquainted. We need to have more events in our community. But this one is coming up on September, again, on September 29th. Which would have been our 100th uh, birthday. 
uh, it'd be a hundredth birthday. Absolutely. Okay, okay Pastor so Joe. We want to make it a centennial celebration. Yeah. Okay. Well, we out of time, man. I want to thank you for your work in leading the committee too. So you did an outstanding job, and we'll have somebody on again next week, and we'll definitely uh, make sure we show up on the 29th to celebrate Miss Francis. So thank you very much, Pastor Joe Carter. Thank you. Okay, now there's also a big event that's going to be coming up at Mount Zion, and Hayward Evans is the president of the Brotherhood, so why don't you go right ahead, Hayward? Well, you know, it's like the women, uh, Mary Hopkins and them are trying to upstage us, but it's okay. They're going to have Mount Zion Women's Ministry is going to be hosting their Fall Women's Conference, and it's going to be absolutely fantastic. Their keynote speaker is Reverend Gina Strange. She's the executive director of North America Baptist and the Baptist Women Ministry. And this, from what I've been told, she is an absolutely fantastic speaker. But I know Reverend Bomonti and a lot of the other people up at the church are extremely excited about her coming. And also the food that's going to take place, the camaraderie, uh, workshops about spirituality, but also about personal development and personal growth. Now, for those folks who are interested, let me just let you get, give you the number up at Mount Zion, 206-322-6500. Six five zero zero, and they have they have all the information. Uh, registration for the event is only twenty dollars. The money, I believe, goes towards the women ministry and their scholarship fund because the women in the church do give scholarships and try to support, particularly those young ladies who are uh, who are moving up in the world. We can't say future leaders because a lot of young people are leaders right now. There you so go. The, the young leadership who we need to embrace and love. But again, that's a Reverend Gina Strain, North American uh, Baptist Convention, National Women's Ministry. She's absolutely fantastic. You're going to want to come out and see her. Meet and greet. We're talking about all the community coming out, regardless of your faith, regardless of your denomination. Come on up to Mount Zion and enjoy the women ministry. Mary Hopkins, Reverend Bomonti, and the others. This is going to be a fabulous, fabulous event. 206 322 Six five zero zero for more information. And I want to say that uh, I have quite a few picks from the Congressional Black Caucus that I attended last weekend. On the front page of the Seattle Medium is a picture of Reverend Al Sharpton. He was honored with the Harold Washington Award during the ALC Phoenix Awards dinner on Saturday night. And I took a flick with him right before that. Also on the front page is uh, Governor Inslee appoints Sophia Dannenberg the State Parks and Recreation Commission. So congratulations, uh, Sophia. And uh, I guess she is uh, works for the Boeing Company. And I uh, want to say thank you for listening today. And uh, don't forget the Port of Seattle's Office of Social Responsibility is sponsoring a green city, and that's going to be September 21st uh, in Des Moines. So go online and find out about that. We'll talk with you again next week. Yeah.